gee, the fire in that fireplace, the flames, the smoke, and the sparks that fly up from the popping embers. Fantastic. How do they make all that look so real? I don't know. But in this episode, number 2213, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG bros, will be explaining when they answer the commonly asked question, how is CGI fire, smoke, and sparks created on the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast? Welcome back to the CG Insider Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. If you're new to the podcast, it's really great to see you. In today's episode, we're going to be answering a question submitted by Charles C. from Wichita, Kansas, to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com. Charles asks, how are CGI fire, smoke, and sparks created? And by the end of our discussion today, uh, you'll not only have an understanding of how CGI fire, smoke, and sparks are created, but you'll also uh, hear about some of the different methods that both gamers and filmmakers are using to create them for their projects. We'll, of course, share some of our personal takes and professional insights along the way, too, and uh, maybe talk to you a little bit about some of the challenges that we've had creating them. And finally, we'll be discussing some of the ins and outs of the different approaches. So be sure to stay to the end of the podcast as well, where we'll be uh, jumping into the mailbag and sharing some more really great comments from uh, you on some of our past podcasts. Well, I'm Sean Johnston, one of your hosts for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. And I am Bill Johnston. And together, we are known high and low as the CG Bros. So this is a super interesting question, uh, as it always seems to be from, our, from you. <laughs> um, so let's start the discussion, Bill. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? What do you want to get, take the helm on this one? Well, you know, fire and smoke, sure. I, I, and sparks, for that matter. You know, any kind of pyrotechnics and, and uh, you know, it's just part of a smaller uh, or larger, I should say, subset of, of destruction and, and uh, pyrotechnic, I guess I would call it, effects. But uh, basically, before you even start creating um, fire, smoke, and, and pyrotechnic type effects, uh, you need to have good reference material. What, what is it? What kind of... What kind of stuff are you going to be creating? I mean, there's such a wide variety of things. I, I, I remember when I was at work, uh, you know, they said make some, make some, make some really cool fire, and so I made some really, really cool fire. And they, you know, we brought it into the director's meeting, and they took a look at it and said, uh, no, that's not the kind of fire we were thinking of. And so, not only is is you know you need good reference material to to work from because not only does that put everybody on the same page for for you know so if you're making something for someone else or a director or a director or for for a client you, you need to know what's in their mind's eye before you even get started yes you do uh from my own personal experience um i did some fire early on and but boy was it tough to do using 3d studio max back in the day in fact going before that 3d studio again uh, uh, I always have to say that they had uh, iPads plugins for a lot of different uh, uh, effects at that time. And I know Fire was probably one of the hardest ones to do. Um, going back to some of the history of, of CGI Fire, for example, uh, the first, and this is, uh, let me give some credit where credit's due to the history of computer animation website and YouTube channel. Uh, the first CGI Fire was uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. I'm not going to show that video, but I went back to it when the Genesis product, project or effect uh, that they launched on the uh, the moon or a dead planet. Um, ILM actually comp uh, created the uh, the graphics for that the the fire effect kind of the and of course the the fractal generated landscape that came after that. Was this for um, the uh, Genesis device as it was or, or as it uh, yeah it, the planet exactly exactly where they launched it from uh, 
from the enterprise. Um, and then that was actually uh, created by, with the help of uh, Bill Reeves uh, and Ivan Sutherland. Uh, and that is, the, you know, that is the best, you know, for me, Sean, that is, mm-hmm. that is the best Star Trek movie. Uh, it, it, it has, oh, everything. yeah, it just, yeah, because the first one was terrible. <laughs> it was just terrible, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it actually brought me back to the original series. Uh, been watching that, so yeah, I'd love to uh, um, see that. That was a, I would like to see that again. Actually, I, the, that was one of the creepiest things. Just thinking of that movie real quick, um, the, which disturbed me the, the worst was was when they uh, dropped that thing in Chekhov's ear. And, uh, <laughs> they you put know the, that, these creatures in our ears. Yeah, it was. It was well. Yeah, it was Eating terrible. Brains. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. <laughs> But the ear looked really fake, so it kind of didn't bother me as bad as it, it probably. But just thinking about it, yeah. But uh, yeah, so the uh, and then going back even uh, right around that same time, some of the I was talking about the quality of the fire, the first realistic fire computer animation, which is super subjective, of course, um, is called PD meets the Dragon. So let me show you this. If you can pin me, Bill, this is this is the first realistic fire computer animation well and we'll take realistic with a with a grain, grain of salt, salt yes so what is realistic actually changes from year to year to year <laughs> right realistic back then you're like wow this is uh i mean look at the animation it looks like a real dinosaur yeah <laughs> it's like a little play-doh thing and look at the uh the animation of this dragon that's just wow deformers on the wings right and this from 1989 so it's coming down and it's going to land in front of this uh, other dinosaur and it's going to breathe fire on it and i think it's going to and it looks like a kind of like a a gumbyish looking dinosaur it's pink there goes the fire look at that wow that is realistic sean realistic and look at it. it's just gonna it's burning up and it turns to ash at the very end so sad it's a very sad cgi movie well, you know that it? was such a happy dinosaur but you know <laughs> uh, it, it is a hard Creating fire is one of the hardest things to do. Smoke, fire, realistic, realistic effects like that, especially when we're going to use the term realistic. That, those those typically require a lot of simulation, you know. And and so, so it really goes back to to what I was saying earlier. What type of effects are you trying to make? Are you trying to make realistic effects? Are you trying? And you know, what's the style of it? Are you are you trying to, uh, you know, create an effect that's 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 kind of in between? I mean, and there's mm-hmm. certain limitations. Like like if you're making fire for say a, a you know, a video game, you take one approach. If you're making it for, you know, your next blockbuster film, you you take another approach. Uh, Hollywood would even take a third approach. And, and you might find that your approach ends up being a hybrid of all the different approaches because, um, you know, it, it, well, there's a lot of different things that determine what, what type of approach you, you'd take. But those, those, those are probably the big ones. And, it, and depending on which way you go, you're going to need, you know, you're going to need the support structure for those those things. The easiest way to go, of course, and, and if you're really you know just starting out, um, would be to uh, you know create a simple particle system uh, in any uh, you know in Maya or Max or actually any any 3D software. Even Blender has has some pretty nice particle systems today, and just start messing around and creating uh, your own effects. But there's just basically you, you create a a uh, particle system and you map footage or an image sequence. Uh, of, of an element or whatever you're trying to create uh, either on, a, on an image plane and, and play it on an image plane or you you uh, map them to the sprite particles um, and play the, e- the the movie on each individual particle of your particle system. 
So how do you attach it? Do you, when you're talking about compos- maybe compositing those things on, and uh, you're talking about an, in, onto a, an actual actor or, or some, somewhere in your scene? Oh, I was just referring to to just creating a fire itself. But yeah, the, the the way you'd actually get it into your stuff is is to composite it, especially if you're making a movie. But if you're making a video game, you just drop it. You create the particle system uh, outside in the VFX editor, if you will. And each each uh, software has its own way of creating uh, effects, and, you know, particle systems. So you just basically, um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, well, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, it, it, it is today. Um, but going back to the first photorealistic CGI fire. Now well, like this that is example you just gave. That, is that what you're going to refer to? Well, yeah. That, that, no, that was the PD meets the dragon was the first realistic fire computer animation. The first photorealistic CGI fire is Spawn 1997. And I got to show this. This is incredible. Let me, let me show you this, Bill. Pin, pin me, please. Watch yeah. this. Okay. Look at that. Photorealism at its best. I shouldn't you know, say that, anything. Of course, it, it, you know, it's not easy to do, so it had to be a quick, kind of a quick, flashy thing. Uh, you know, here, there, uh, gone the next. I mean, looking at it then, it's, it looks still, I mean, I think it looks good. I like it. I like it. Um, going, especially going down that tube of fire. Beautiful, of beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's, oh, wow. Look at that. That's incredible. Yeah, the amazing thing is this was mostly sprite-based uh, fire. As a matter of fact, even in Lord of the Rings, uh, even in Lord of the Rings, there was uh, sprite-based fire. I mean, do you remember the the uh, the, the uh, was it the uh, oh gosh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. What was the creature that came out to to block their path? The Balrog. The Balrog. Thank you. Uh, that was uh, a sprite-based animation as well. I did not. And basically, know that. what what sprite based animation is is it's a particle system where you map uh, real world footage, you know, video footage that you've taken that have been broken into, uh, you know, processed and, and brought into the computer, and then you apply those to the particles, and you you emit like in the case of the Balrog, uh, you would emit uh, from the mesh of the character uh, in three D space, you'd emit particles that were all playing the little animations of fire on them. So has it been rec- is it recently now that they have uh, well when do they start getting into actual mesh meshes of fire do you, do you know when they started about what time they started actually doing that as opposed to just uh, image planes Well you mean uh, well image planes is is, is the most pr- well sh- it's the cheapest way to go it's the easiest way to go generally because if you don't have to simulate something don't simulate it and the nice thing about simulation is is it creates uh, the, the the real world physics that you're used to seeing in the real world so you know the, the fire fire rises and, and when you add heat to it, it you know it, it rises faster uh you know if you add fuel to it you get a bigger flame i mean those are all parameters when you're doing simulation um, you know vorticity you know what type of fields are are affecting the thing it can collide with things um, right. So it's it's pretty intelligent, and it, which means you need a lot of computing power to run simulations, and that's that's another big consideration when you're doing CG sparks, fire, and s- smoke simulations. If if you're doing doing it as far as anyway as a, as a simulation, I mean, you, there you've got to consider resource, uh, thing, right. which you're going to need because um, you know different approaches to require different resource requirements, and from a you know if you're doing simulations, you know. You've got to think of data storage and, and retrieval and, and speed of your network and, and power power issues, uh, fixing technical issues, and of course you know 
if that takes a lot of machines to run simulations like that and that costs a lot of money and so basically all that support comes with simulation and if you want to do it on one machine that's fine too if you're you know you're just starting out and you want to run simulations on your machine you can certainly do that I, i've done it uh and it takes uh i've had my machine running for three weeks sometimes running a simulation uh and you know the funny thing about running simulations is it's never right until it's right and so you you'll run your simulation and you'll take a look at the results and you'll go oh no that's not that's not what i want kind of like the director oh i want my fire to go this way or i want my fire to go that way mm -hmm. um so art, and that's another thing is art directing these type of effects is really challenging so you know a, a lot of times it's a combination of of, of sprite based particle sean and simulation based stuff i mean if you can get away with with sprite particles or just image planes with with footage mapped onto them that's what you do because simulation is just such a beast yes we'll talk about the cost that you're talking about that particular those scenes that you saw in spawn that was there was actually um, the visual effects shots were increased from 77 to over 400 and they were created actually by 22 different companies in the united states canada and japan and and all of that ILM did most of that work, but uh, creating 85 shots at a cost of 8.5 million, and that was back in 1997. Um, that was the most difficult thing to render was uh, fire, in addition to Spawn's cape and some of the other um, transformations that they did. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It's it's expensive to actually simulate. Well, yes, and that, and you brought up a really great point: rendering. That's that's simulation is just half the battle. That's just that's just getting the data. Then you have to render it out. And oh my goodness, I will tell you what. Based on what you said, and I, it's 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 actually very true. I mean, I've experienced it myself. Rendering is at least as you know can take longer than simulation in some instances. Do you have to actually add your own lights too, or is that something part of uh, some of the modern uh, simulations? Well, you, can... you know, the thing with well. You can you can fake that, and a lot of times, uh, if you're depending on how you're rendering it, the fire has its own is its own light source. I mean, it it puts off its own uh, illumination uh, values, mm. and so uh, fire will actually light the scene. You don't have to actually add lights to to it, uh, so depending on how you're rendering it. You know, the renderer you're using. So that course, could be convenient, but, or like you said, uh, just cost you uh, two three weeks rendering it on on what a single machine. Uh, well, yeah, that was a single machine. That's right. Wow. And I actually had to create a render farm to do some of my rendering. I don't know if you remember. I had a whole little farm running in my office. I do. I do. Now, let me show that. you some of the sprite sheets that uh, that are used in some of these things. Um, here's here's a, a, a cartoony sprite sheet. And you can see that it's basically a movie. It's like a movie sequence. It's like a film sequence, basically. And so you create these images. You can create them in Photoshop or you can create them in uh, any software that you, you know, that you want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, here's a sprite sheet of uh, some some real fire, um, some actual flames that somebody actually matted out and put it, and keyed out. And so these are these have alpha channels, and when you put them onto onto your particles and you run them through the sequence, so you don't actually have to run them through the sequence. You can just randomly select through the sequence, and in the particle system you can add you know part per particle attributes like you know rotation and uh, you know. Speed and and, and you know, basically stuff like you know, pull random particles, uh, you know, so it doesn't look so it's not, it doesn't look stamped uh, as you pull the particles as they're rendered onto the particles. Um, you could probably mix those with other ones too, right, and combine exactly, them. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't use just one particle system. You to create fire, you you'll need you need licks, and then you need the base, and then you need the 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 the, the kind of what I call uh, burps, angry you know little burps that come out of the fire. The you know. It, it grabbed onto a piece of fuel or something. It's, it's just a lot of little emitters that put together that actually create the, the entire fire sequence. And here's, here's one for smoke. 
and, and, uh, as well. Uh, Did you say one. licks? Licks, yeah, fire licks. You know when the fire's licking? Okay. I know what you're talking about. I'm kidding. Oh, okay, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> the little tendrils, the little pieces that, that, that break off the top of the fire. Those are, those are the licks. Um, and here's a, a kind of a nice little cartoony uh, explosion, a little smoke explosion. But you can kind of see how the progression runs. And the computer runs through this, and you can basically play this animation on, on your particles. And um, Yeah, a lot of those are using games now. Sorry, a lot of those are, are in games today are using a lot of those for stylized, uh, especially when you're using, uh, you're, you're on mobile devices too. A lot of it's going to be stylized. You're not going to be gener generating uh, real-time fire effects uh, on, a, on a phone, at least not now. Yes, and that's a really good point, Sean. Uh, you know, what's the platform? What's the destination, destination platform you know, you're shooting for? Are you going for a cell phone? Are you going for a console? Are you going for the, you know, the big screen? Uh, you know, what's, your, what's your end platform? That's going to determine you know, what the resolution is going to be and what the quality is going to be and, and what your limitations as far as hardware is going to be. And that's, a, that's an important one because a lot of times your platform limits what you can do. And so that's why a lot of, a lot of game effects used to look so crappy. Um, right and, and movie effects look so great. It's just you can't fit that. But that's changing now because the, some of the some of the game game platforms and game engines can really handle some a lot of throughput. And so we're, as well as 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 handle the lighting issues that you were mentioning earlier. And so a lot of a lot of games are actually using real world footage. But of course, it depends on the style that you're going after. Yes. So. Were you going to show anything on that, or do you want me to show you some of the stuff that uh, recently from uh, just, well, actually, I don't have to show you uh, one of my favorites, uh, do I? Yeah, go for, go for it. Okay, so one of my favorites is, at least for current term, uh, time, is is uh, some of the fire effects from Ghost Rider. Um, that was probably one of my, my favorite of all time. And let me pin me here, and this is... Uh, uh, really, really cool. Elora uh, Studio did these back in, geez, what was that, 2010, 2008, somewhere around there. Um, this particular um, VFX uh, reel shows the breakdown of how they, they took Nicolas Cage and they, they put uh, the CG fire on him in his face. And, and there's a bunch of scenes where he's actually fighting and then he's got the, when he's on his motorcycle. And I thought, what I really thought was really interesting about this particular uh, movie this the remake um, was the fact that he it was daylight a lot of the you know a lot of the scenes in the first one were at night and there's a lot of CGI that was done and it was very stylized kind of weird like the whole thing like it, like it was all CG and even the camera moves were kind of weird when he rode down the the building the first time mm -hmm. but these things are I know the directors for this particular movie um, wanted to uh, make it look. Uh, more uh, visceral, more uh, less CG-ish. And so they actually had, you know, real vehicles uh, spinning around and then they composited certain th elements in those while they're blowing them up. Obviously, the smoke and the fire um, is, is the CGI element. Uh, I thought that was really, really well done. Um, so... Uh, I think the, the, the TV series Ghost Rider really, uh, it, which is, of course is highly stylized, and even in this this uh, rendition of the Ghost Rider, um, the, the the comment you made about being in the daytime is is really great because if you've ever really looked at taken a look at fire in the daytime, it's it's mostly transparent, um, and it doesn't yeah. really give off a lot of light during the daytime. So you have to take a little bit of uh, creative liberty here, and you can see how, how they did that with the sooty smoke. I mean, they really the way you were able to really see that fire and how to really make it pop was to set it against that black black sooty smoke and give it some contrast. 
You know, it's interesting about that. This scene here, you're, if you can still still see it, um, is the fact that that smoke really looks like it's it's burning plastic. Where you get that real deep black black um, smoke from when you burn plastic. Yeah, and those little gnarly curls that kind of come off of plastic. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty amazing. This again, this was some Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. That was 2012. Uh, to correct myself. Well, let me show you a couple a couple cool. Uh, my one of my favorite uh, scenes. Uh, was uh, from Black Widow, and it's just some amazing um, work here for this film. I, the film wasn't that great, but you can look at some of the. I mean, the effects work were just tremendous, especially the the pyrotechnic and smoke smoke work that is coming up. And you know, I have to say, the Marvel films have really, really come a long way uh, when it comes to to you know pushing the envelopes to, for of CG and the technology of CG and how to really uh, create these these. Uh, Fantastic pyrotechnic effects. Um, I mean, well, the, the realism. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's the photo real, exactly. And you can see that here. Some of those, some of the explosions here. Um, and I've done some of this kind of work, and it's 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 probably the most fun because it looks the most real. And you know, for different artists, like to do different things. And I, I tend to gravitate towards more realistic based uh, effects. Not you know, I stick it stick. I, while I can do them, I try tend to steer away a little bit from the fantastical and mystical. Uh, magic kind of effects. Uh, while they're fun, they 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 can be challenging. But I think, you know, making something look real is, is I think the most challenging because people know what it's supposed to look like. And, and you know, magic you can you, you get you get away with a whole a, a lot. You know. Yeah, or or fire fire uh, coming out of uh, Godzilla's mouth. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah. Let me let me uh, give you the give you the floor here. Oh, uh, I was just going to show one of my my last favorites and. <laughs> was from uh this is a kind of a montage of of godzilla blasting fire at various creatures in in the different movies and i I really think like you were saying the stylized fire is is you know you know it's it's not real (laughs) so it's kind of but but it's really enjoyable to watch well i'd like Um, to see the plasma i really i really enjoy the plasma uh plasma look yeah, it is really, really cool. I've always, I always imagined as a kid a, a plasma beam that looked really, really cool. And I think they, they pretty much nailed it a lot in, in, in his, uh, in his fire when he just gets um, uh, aggro crazy like that. I mean, just really, really neat that that whole scene. Did you see that uh, by the way? The one with I did. three? Yeah, I did. I like, I like that movie. Well, I, I preferred the, uh, you know, there's some, pro- there's some problems with it, but I think overall, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah, this is a really beautiful that explosion when he gets super aggro, like an atomic explosion and the fire. From yeah, I mean, all that ash and stuff like that; those are all particle systems as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, any most things, even when you're simulating, have some type of particles or, or particle uh, elements to them. That's yeah, that's pretty pretty cool. All right, did you have anything else you wanted to show? Yeah, real quickly, uh, I'll go ahead and unpin you. I, I just wanted to, you know, if you're thinking of doing some some stuff for yourself, uh, for your production, or you just kind of curious as to, you know, where do I get some resources? You know, I don't, I, I don't have any great footage, and I don't really want to pay for it, or I don't have any Photoshop skills, or or, or whatever. Uh, you can certainly. Um, get uh, some re- there are resources out there so let me go ahead and, and show you guys some of the resources uh, one of the, one of those resources and it's um this resource right here um it's a free vfx image sequ- yeah it's this is a unit the unity uh blog page technology free vfx image sequences and, and you can actually use uh now let me 
you can just download them. You can download them as the EXR sequences, flipbooks, which is really handy if you're doing, you know, working in a game engine, uh, or as a TGA sequence if you're looking to, you know, use After Effects or something to composite it, uh, as you were talking about earlier. Uh, they've got clouds, uh, really nice things, and these really make great uh, smoke uh, simulations as well. Um, and these are actually taken from, you know, they look like they're they're rendered from, I'd say Houdini, but it's 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 hard to tell. But they've got smoke and fire and explosions and. Uh, Quite a quite a nice assortment of, of, of different effects that you can use in your in your project. So definitely worth a look see. Check it out. Oh, that's awesome. So you could pretty much in software packages. Um, there's fume effects like uh, we discussed, turbulence, FD, Phoenix. I know, and you mentioned Houdini. Mm-hmm. Those are just a, uh, and then of course, like you said, Blender. There's there's free there's free. Uh, I think it's called Mantra or Mantra. You can actually. Um, get that for Blender and, and, and work in the free software there. So uh, Great, great. I think you can also, if you're looking to do some 2D stuff and don't want to do a whole lot of you know simulation work, uh, there there are programs out there. A Real Illusion comes comes to mind. It's a great little uh, sprite uh, animation package. And, and there's others out there. Uh, just to do a search for them and you'll find them. But you know the, there's uh, probably free versions of, of uh, most of that stuff out there. Excellent. Well, it looks like it's time to uh, go to the mailbag, bro. Oh, so great, I'm going to start, I'll, I'll start it. You go for it. Okay. Bora Say, or Bora Say, however you say, uh, thanks for, by the way, for uh, your comments. Uh, for, and this is from our pod, one of our podcasts about stop motion from how, uh, from the how is stop motion created uh, podcast. He goes, thanks for letting me relive my childhood guys. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I Bora think it was say. probably when I was talking about Gumby. <laughs> Yes, I remember that. Yes, yes, me too. Well, here's another great uh, comment. Thank you uh, for commenting. Oturo, um, Oturo uh, commented on our how are non-humans animated. And he uh, basically, short and sweet, another great podcast, and I learned a lot. Thanks, Oturo. You know, that's why we uh, do these podcasts. Yes, we love doing them and, and giving, us, uh, giving you guys our own little experiences along the way is kind of fun to do. Reliving our childhood uh, or just recent memories from what we're doing yeah well uh, we want to thank you again for being part of our podcast and uh, we do them just for you as i mentioned and we uh definitely answered charles question today uh, how are cgi fire smoke and sparks created and we hope that you enjoyed our discussion and we hope you learned something that you didn't know along the way uh, if you did uh, please help us out and share it with some of your friends um, and click that like button as well because it really helps the channel uh, by assisting YouTube to find other people who are interested in the same kind of content like you are. Oh, by the way, if you've got a subject you'd like us to cover in the podcast, you can let us know by jumping onto our website, thecgbros.com, and clicking the About Us tab and then on the Ask Us Anything, just like Charles did. It's that simple. We're always looking to improve our podcast and would like to know what you guys and you think. So please give us a quick comment down below uh, letting us know. We bring you a blazing hot new edition of the CG Insider right here every week where we discuss anything having to do with computer graphics, CGI animation, and digital VFX, as as well as a veritable plethora of other related interesting topics that blast into our headspace. And if you Uh, haven't already checked out our YouTube channel, we encourage you to do so. Uh, We don't know what you're waiting for because there's a lot of great stuff on there. We uh, feature award-winning 
uh, state-of-the-art CGI short film entertainment, so don't miss out. Uh, as well as some cool VFX breakdowns and behind the scenes and making up stuff that you probably find very interesting. Uh, created by some of the most talented new media producers out there today. We're really looking forward to seeing you here uh, again for next week's podcast, where we'll be answering another great question submitted to us. What are some of your favorite CGI creatures? So that's... That- I was going to say, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, and very difficult, too, because there are so many great CGI creatures. But yes. stay tuned. You're gonna, you'll, you'll learn what they are. We'll see you next week. Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, how are CGI fire, smoke, and sparks created? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please give us a thumbs up. Be sure to leave a comment, too, because we might share it on a future podcast and mention you by name. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free. And ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. If you're listening to us on our audio-only version, please leave a comment. Oh, and uh, don't forget to tell all your friends that they too can enjoy the audio-only version on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Learn more about us by going to our website, thecgbros.com. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what are some of your favorite CGI creatures? This has been episode 2213 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.